This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Lately, a lot of people have been asking, where is Andrea Horvath, the NDP leader, and shouldn't she be doing more to capitalize on the unpopularity of Kathleen Wynne and the problem-plagued, tumultuous PC leadership race? Um, I actually don't think that's a fair criticism because people have been so focused on those things that they are grabbing all the attention. But at any rate, Andrea Horvath is here now. She'll be taking your calls, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well, actually. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, obviously, uh, the election of uh, Doug Ford as the PC leader changes a lot of things in the upcoming election. What does it mean for you? Well, I mean, we knew we were going to get a conservative leader one way or another after, I think you call it that tumultuous uh, leadership race. Uh, But at the end of the day, look, Doug Ford is actually promising to do um, exactly what uh, Kathleen Wynne's already been doing. And people don't have to choose uh, between bad and worse, uh, between Kathleen Wynne and and Doug Ford. I mean, more privatization is what he's talking about. More cuts to services is what he's talking about. More sell-off of public assets are the things that he believes in. Uh, That's not what we need in Ontario. You know what? There's no doubt that uh, people are disappointed with the Liberals. They're tired of Kathleen Wynne, um, and they want change. But what New Democrats are offering is change for the better, a change that actually helps us, you know, deal with our overcrowded hospitals and put Hydro One back into public hands where it's operating in the interest of people again. Um, We have so many, you know, issues that the Liberals have ignored over the years or made worse since the Conservatives were in office that uh, now a chance for people to do something completely different this time around. Um, Andrea, so uh, we were just talking to Doug yesterday, and, and what he says, as I'm sure you're aware, is that uh, that that they believe there is so much waste uh, in the budget now that they will find it without cutting jobs. Uh, and fact is, uh, as far as I can tell, and, and he is promising to cost that, whether you agree with that or not, I think there are a lot of people who uh, believe that. So how do you... How do you say otherwise? Well, I mean, you just you have to be really careful about, uh, you know, what the underlying agenda is of uh, Doug Ford and the Conservatives. And the last time the Conservatives were in office, Libby, they closed 28 hospitals. They fired 6,000 nurses. This is what Conservatives always do. They fundamentally believe in small government and in privatization. Uh, that's, I don't think that's the direction Ontario needs to be going in. Uh, in fact, it's proven to be not the best direction because that's what Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals have given us, and people are tired of that. 
so, uh, I mean, the last, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. I think a lot of people are becoming very cynical about politics these days uh, because they see uh, that they, they feel that they've uh, been asked to settle for the same thing, uh, regardless if it's the Conservatives or the Liberals. Uh, life just keeps getting harder for folks. And uh, that's why I say it's time for people to really look to the future with some hope again. And that's what New Democrats are going to offer. It doesn't have to be this way in Ontario. I absolutely believe it doesn't have to be this way, but we will definitely get more of the same uh, with um, with Doug Ford at the helm. Well, d- does he make your job easier or harder? Um, uh, he is a polarizing figure, so people seem to either really love him or really hate him with very little in between. Uh, would your job have been easier or harder if, say, Christine Elliott won? So at, at which point, just in terms of a personal choice, we would have had three women at the helm, three Zoomer women. Um, and, you know, uh, in terms of n- not a lot of personal controversy around any of them. Uh, so does that change things for where you have to go with this? Um, well, I'm, I'm, in, I'm not so sure. I mean, even Christine Elliott, uh, you know, if you want to use her as an example, was talking about, uh, you know, for example, uh, getting rid of the cap-and-trade system, and, um, and that's going to cost us billions of dollars of lost revenue, so nobody was really talking about what kind of cuts then were going to be put in place uh, to cover off that revenue. So, I mean, really, regardless of the, of the leader... Uh, what people need to remember is that um, conservatives offer pretty much the same as as uh, as what we've seen in the past with conservative governments. They they fire people. They they cut hospitals. They cut schools. They close schools uh, because that's what they fundamentally believe in. I believe that you know public the public pays a, a lot of. Uh, of uh, money into their into, through their taxes into the public purse, um, and that public purse needs to be protected, and it needs to be invested in the the kinds of programs and services that help people build a good life. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think folks really do feel like they're not able to get ahead anymore in this province. We have a province of great wealth and great opportunity, but um, it seems that more and more that wealth is going to those folks at the top. And everyday families are struggling. Uh, if you start taking away their public services, those are the tools that they need uh, to uh, to do well in this province. Uh, things are just going to get worse. And that's why I think folks need to look at this election as a chance to do something completely different in Ontario and not settle for the same, the same things that we've been settling for uh, for a couple of decades now, which is conservatives that cut and privatize or liberals that cut and privatize. It's... Um, it's time to do something different, to put in place a government who believes that every single government decision should have the, have people, everyday people at the heart of those decisions. Not about well-connected friends, not about uh, how Andrea, you're doing in the poll. Doug Ford yep. says, and and I believe there there's some evidence to back him up, he's got an appeal that's not exactly ideological. I mean, you're talking about the different ideologies. He taps into this disaffection. I mean, you can call it populism. And, and uh, I, I believe him when he says that he appeals to some people who would traditionally be NDP voters. Uh, there was just a, a column today about some people like that saying, oh, let's go hear what he has to say. So uh, what I'm asking is, is how do you uh, fight that, I guess? You know, you, what, what you've been telling me is kind of a, you know, pretty classic uh, story about the ideological differences. But I think what you've got here is, is something different. Well, I mean, I think what we've got here is, is the evidence, though, Libby. I mean, 
You know, it, it is true that they closed 28 hospitals when they were in government. It is true that he talked during his election uh, for leadership about not leaving any stone unturned when it comes to where to find more privatization opportunities and to cut even deeper than the $6 billion that's in their platform. So he can, Doug Ford can go around and try to tell uh, everyday middle-class families that he's their hero, but I can tell you the actions that uh, he's had when he's been, when he's held office uh, or when the Conservatives have held office show something completely different. So we're going to continue to do what we've done, Libby. We're going to bring forward the same kinds of uh, positive, uh, forward-thinking, uh, you know, platform pieces and, and program, um, you know, ideas that will make life better for folks. That's what our focus is, and it's going to stay that way, whether it's Doug Ford or whether it would have been uh, Christine Elliott or anyone else for that matter. You know, p- people, I think, are, are definitely itching for change, but it needs to be changed for the better. Okay, let's uh, hear from Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Um, I just had a question, uh, Andrea, that we had an NDP government at one time. Did you think that we did better under that government than liberal conservative? And I'm not asking sarcastically. I'm just wondering, because you probably know. Um, I don't know what specifically. I know I was still here um, when we had the government. But uh, under NDP, do you think we did better? And do you think oh, we will do better under the NDP? Uh, well, I can certainly say that uh, I think we will do better should we elect an NDP government this time around. Um, I mean, I was, um, I think I was around 30 years old when that uh, government was in office. Uh, there's no doubt there were some challenges, fiscal challenge, challenges because of an economic downturn. Uh, but look, we've had liberals and conservatives at the helm in this province literally since the beginning of this province's history. I mean, the NDP has held government once in the province in its entire 150-year history. I think it's time to to bring the NDP back in and show what we can do. Okay, I think it's time, too. What about environment? What's what's your platform on that? Uh, We've we've, uh, maintained our commitment to the cap-and-trade system. Uh, What we do believe, though, is that we need to review uh, some of the pieces of the uh, fairness issues, the transparency. Uh, It's not a very transparent system. These are the criticisms we had uh, when the government brought it forward, but we are definitely uh, prepared to continue with cap and trade. Uh, but look at uh, how do we use revenues for cap and trade to help, for example, low income families? How do we acknowledge that uh, some parts of our province, particularly uh, remote northern communities and, and northern communities overall, uh, because of uh, the harshness of their climate, how do we build in some fairness measures to help them accom- help to help them uh, reduce their greenhouse gas emissions and their carbon footprint? Um, Making sure that the the you know the the programs and the utilization of revenues are transparent, uh, as well as the the success of the of the cap and trade uh, system and, and the transparency of that success, because that helps us then to do an honest analysis of of its effectiveness. And we always want to make sure that it's effective, not only you know in terms of. Um, you know, in terms of being able to fund programs to help us get the greenhouse gas emissions down, uh, but to make sure that we're actually, you know, doing that and that the carbon footprint uh, of Ontario is uh, is effectively shrinking. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see if we have time for one more very quick uh, question. And uh, sorry, but I don't think we do. Uh, Andrea, thanks for uh, for that. I hope you'll come back when we have uh, more time and we can take more calls and questions from our audience. And audience, if, if, if you have more to say about this Free For All Friday, of course, is coming up. I see there are a lot of people who do. Uh, so thanks, Andrea, and, and uh, I hope we can have you back real soon. 
I hope so too, Libby. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.